<laughs> yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. It's fucked up. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's just fucked up because, like, six minutes in. It's so bad. I mean. All right. So, that's Megan Rapinoe. And that's her talking about because she was injured six minutes into her last soccer game, uh, that there isn't a God. And I'm just going to have to put in a rebuttal saying that, uh, no, actually, I believe that, uh, yeah, I believe that this is proof that there is a God. Uh, Anyway, uh, welcome to Grandma Sarcasm. Uh, This is my second podcast, and uh, this one's going to be loaded. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about, and uh, just, uh, yeah, let's get it going. All right, wait, 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 wait. I, I have another sound for you, another sound bite. Uh, this is from Dylan Mulvaney. You know, the Bud Light was going to be spokesperson. Uh, stand by. Today wasn't supposed to be a crying day. Why do I always feel like crying? Why do I always feel like crying? Don't do it, Dylan. Don't you dare. No! Yeah, so I'm not sure what's going on there with uh, with Dylan Mulvaney, but uh, the, something is definitely not right. Anyway, I'm not going to spend a whole lot, whole lot of time on this. I just found that clip, and there's actually a video that goes with it. Uh, he's laying in bed, and he's filming himself do this. It's just weird. I, I don't know what else to say about it, but uh, initially it tickled me, and I, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, it's he's, there's something going on there, something wrong, so... Anyway, so enough of the sound bites. So we're going to talk a lot today uh, about um, how the good guys are the bad guys, um, how Oregon is, is wasting young minds. I'm not sure if you heard about what uh, the state that state is doing. I got some irony for you, though. So just a quick peek at the uh, the Board of Education for the state of Oregon. It makes it difficult to understand or comprehend why uh, they're implementing these 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 changes to their educational system. It's a little weird. How China is teaching their kids uh, essentially how to beat up our kids. It's uh, it, it's kind of scary, actually, if you really think about it. And how illegals can uh, now vote in a lot of uh, local elections in some of our bigger cities. Uh, that's pretty exciting. You know where this is all going. We'll, we'll talk about that, too. New York, uh, Governor Hochul there finally got her wish. Uh, a court uh, said that it's okay to... Uh, yeah, to quarantine someone. So it states that a rule that allows the state health department to lawfully order someone to involuntary isolate or quarantine to control a highly contagious disease such as COVID-19. And I didn't read into it so much, but I'm curious. Um, would that be, are they, were they going to come to your house? Like a knock on the door and say, hey, you were in touch with some, you know, you were around somebody that's got, I don't know, insert random disease here. And you need to uh, quarantine. Or do they come to your house and say, hey, because you're around somebody that has insert new disease here, um, we're going to take you out of your home and quarantine you in a location of our choice. I mean, how does how does that sound? Could you imagine if your child is positive for, we'll even say COVID, and here comes the state health department attempting to pull that child out of your home? Yeah, how's that going to work? Uh, that's overreach, is what that is. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna get challenged. It's gonna go to court, and they're gonna, it's gonna get over, overturned. But if you listen to my last podcast, that's one thing I talk about. You know, these, these 
individuals, these governors and these lawmakers, you know, they implement these laws that violate our constitution, but there's nothing we can do about it until a higher court hears it um, and shoots it down saying it's unconstitutional. We still have to abide by it. So these, you know, these politicians, they, they put these laws into effect and we're stuck. And as my first podcast, I talked about it. There has to be some accountability for these politicians. There has to be. If you implement a law that's unconstitutional, you should be held accountable. I mean, you're an elected official. It's not, it's not a free pass to violate our rights. I don't know. Oh, I do got to give a quick shout out uh, to the people of um, Argentina. Congratulations on election of uh, oh, Javier Molay. Uh, he's, I think he's going to do a great job for the, the people of, uh, of Argentina. And hopefully they can uh, right that ship. If you'd spent a long, long time. They had, you know, the inflation rate there was 140%. Like dog shit was worth more than their, their currency. So hopefully uh, this Javier can uh, can can right this ship, and um, you know they want to partner with the U.S. They want to they want to use the he wants to use the U.S. dollar, which believe me, the way the dollar is looking right now, we could use any help we can get. Oh yeah, and at some point in this podcast, we're gonna uh, quickly talk about climate change. Shh, I have my own opinion, and uh, I'm gonna share it with you, and <laughs> you don't have to like it, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. All right, so our first official, I say official, but our first order of business, we're going to talk about uh, how good guys are now the bad guys. So the first order of business, we're going to talk a little bit real real quick about this Vince Ritchie. So this is out of the LA Times. Um, I know some of you probably heard this. Uh, So this guy, uh, his wife and and baby were at home. Uh, He just gets there and he's got a cup of coffee, walking to his house, no big deal. And then here comes uh, two armed men. Attempting to, I guess you can say, jump him. He pulls his concealed. Good for him. Uh, fires at the, uh, the 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 individuals, and they flee. Guess who's punished? Yeah, Mister Ritchie. He loses his uh, concealed carry permit. Um, I'm not sure what would have happened if he wasn't there at that time, or uh, if he wasn't armed. They would have overpowered him one way or another. Either they would have shot and killed him, and then they would have access to his house. Uh, where his wife and his baby were. So this is this is a, a pretty big issue, uh, not just for this particular incident, but across our, our country, where criminals are now the good guys, and the good guys are now the bad guys. New York, horrible. Cashless bail system, right? I mean, we have criminals, those that committed felonies, being let out on cashless bail. We're going to go back to accountability. What happens... As I said before in my last podcast, when one of these individuals who were let out on cashless bail go out and, God forbid, murder somebody, who should be held accountable? The lawmakers? The judge for letting them out on cashless bail? I mean, look look what's happening around our country. Smashing grabs everywhere. California. I mean, there's so many businesses now shutting down because they they won't prosecute anybody. And these businesses, I mean, they're losing millions. As these people bust through the windows, run in, filling garbage bags full of clothes and, and you know, smashing jewelry counters, et cetera, et cetera. The state doesn't care. I'm not quite sure what the end game is, but uh, this kind of goes to where what I was talking about that, uh, you know, the good guys are now the bad guys and the bad guys are now the good guys. I'm not sure if anybody's keeping score. If you happen to look at what's going on in Germany right now, it's a pretty bad scene. So you couple our this nation's issues when it comes to crime, because we are soft on crime now, um, all the individuals coming in through our border who aren't going to assimilate, 
where's this all going to lead? I'll tell you what's going on in Germany right now. I know there's calls from, you know, as, as more and more of these individuals are, are piling into these Western nations, um, you're seeing a very, I guess you call it slow creep. So there, there's now, there's now calls in, in Germany from these that have migrated to Germany. They're talking about how they're going to be taking over, uh, the country. You know, I was, uh, I was a young guy, uh, a young kid. Oh, my father was stationed there. And, uh, I tell you, Germany was uh, a beautiful place. Um, I had a lot of fun there. Um, the food was phenomenal. Uh, it's just kind of, uh, it's kind of sad to see where things are going now. I mean, the contrast between then and now is, is just, it, it's insane. It's actually sad, but, um, hopefully Germany can, can do the right thing and maybe, uh, start deporting some of these people. But anyway, I got off on a tirade there. Uh, we're going to go to what is next. Oh, we're gonna talk about Oregon and their, <laughs> their push to lower the standards for reading, writing, and arith- arithmetic. There's a kicker about this. And that is the individuals calling for the reduction in IQs because it's, it marginalizes certain groups of students. But the board of education for the state is made up of those that they claim are marginalized students. That would be the minorities. So how are these members of the board who have bachelor's and master's degrees, um, where do they get off saying that these students aren't good enough aren't smart enough to complete the curriculum, but they did it. So what's, uh, what's, what's going on? So let me, let me break some of this down for you. I'm, I'm going to talk about some of the board members, um, where they went to school, which is kind of like the ironic part. And there's actually one in particular, um, who, who, um, apparently immigrated from Mexico and didn't know a word of English. Uh, it's, you know what? It's the American dream. It really is. And I'm all about people coming here to, to better themselves and better our, our nation. I'm not keen uh, on those that are hopping the border to come get free shit. Uh, I'm not about that at all. Uh, and this stuff needs to stop. But anyway, let's get on with uh, the Board of Education for the state of Oregon. So the chair is Guadalupe Martinez. I'm going to get her last name wrong. Zapata. She actually has, let me get down here. She has a bachelor's degree and a master's degree from Oregon State University. She herself is one of those so-called as they call it, marginalized students, but here she is. I don't know. Oh, uh, it's next. Uh, vice chair, Jennifer Skirlock. She too has a, she has a bachelor's degree in English and ethnic studies, uh, from the university of Oregon. Crazy. This is what I was talking about. So Vicky Lopez Sanchez. Um, this is, this is, this is pretty cool to me. Um, she has a, uh, master's degree. Uh, make sure so she has a master's degree. Um, she actually came from Mexico. And she states that she didn't know any English. And as she said, you know, her education didn't uh, come easily. But regardless, she learned English. She got a, she completed her master's degree. And she's on the Board of Education uh, for the state of Oregon. She did it without even knowing English. She had to learn it. I'm just going to skip through a few more of these. I'm not going to go over all of them. You got this Bridget Wheeler, uh, 4th Congressional District. She claims uh, she's part Indian, I guess. She holds a bachelor's degree in liberal arts. Um, and... Well, where'd she get her college degree from? Well, anyway, it doesn't say where she got her degree from, but she understands the biases and issues that face minority populations, uh, even those that cannot be studied, understood, or articulated. So here we go again. An individual that has a degree um, claimed is one of these marginalized students or marginalized individuals that went up and got their degree, and now they're sitting on the board of Oregon telling 
their kids or our kids, whatever, their kids, that they're not smart enough because they're the marginalized students. So they're going to reduce or, or, you know, they need to, to reduce the standards uh, to help these students. Uh, it seems like you want to do the opposite. You know, you want to keep the standards and then implement policies and programs to help those students that are having difficulty to learn, uh, learning uh, the basics of arithmetic, reading, and writing to get them up to the standard. I mean, that, that's kind of what we should be doing here. Um, I'm not sure if, if you're keeping score, but China's whooping our ass when it comes to education. Everything about this nation is, is we're, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. But here we are reducing the standards for these kids. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if I owned a business and somebody graduated from a, a, a school in Oregon, a high school, just with a diploma, I'm not going to hire them. They're nowhere near that. I don't want them. I want those that actually learned. I, I don't want to hire somebody and have to teach them the standard of arithmetic, reading, and writing. They're not helping these kids out. It, it's actually the exact opposite. They're damaging these kids. So kudos to the Board of Education uh, in the state of Oregon. Way to ruin young minds. All right, so this one's going to be quick, but I got, I got to mention this. So women, love you. Y'all got to pick up your game. Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I am sure. You have way too many men dominating your sports. Maybelline is using them for makeup models. Y'all need to figure this out. I have a suggestion, uh, if anybody wants to hear it. Stop playing your sport. Collectively. All the women. Stop playing. All of you. We've done it. Cancer culture can be canceled. Right? Bud Light didn't fare so well. After everybody collectively stood up. Not everybody. But the vast majority stood up and said, yeah, enough is enough. Right? Target. We stood up. Enough is enough. Uh, there's numerous cases out there of, of us coming together collectively to putting an end to this, this nonsense that's happening. We need to do the same thing. You guys need to do the same thing uh, for your sports. It may not be comfortable. You may not like it. Um, you're going to lose out on some games and more. But, you know, but if you all don't do this sooner than later, it's just going to keep growing. I mean, just look at the rankings of these guys that are playing in your sports when they played with their own uh, gender. They didn't fare so well. Was it Leah Thomas was ranked 450-something? I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what his name is. None of them did well against their against their uh, fellow man. So they come to, come to the women's sports and dominate, and you, just, you guys just have to deal with it. And then and now we've got men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so transgender model wins Miss Universe pageant. Really? This Ricky, I mean, a Coley, Coley, something, 20-year-old guy wins... Your Miss Universe pageant. It's fantastic. Uh, it's got to stop. You know what? If they want to compete in a women-themed uh, pageant, then create their own trans pageant, pageant whatever. But, uh, yeah, th this nonsense has got to stop. All right. So, anyway, pinned on my X feed um, is a, a video on how the Chinese are teaching their children uh, how to handle firearms, you know, grenades, rifles. Now they're toy weapons, but they're teaching them the basics and they're teaching them how to use these things. I mean, at this point, China is militarizing their, their youth. So yeah. So back in 2000, hold on one second. I think it's 19. So yeah, 2019, um, the CCP, they put in this, a uh, push for uh, national defense, uh, defense education, essentially that teaching their kids, you know, pretty much all the basics they need, um, to start their career in the military. What are we teaching our kids again? 
Do we remember? Well, I can tell you. Uh, we're teaching them that they can be whatever gender they want. Uh, you know, we're teaching them that, you know, the whole DEI, the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, I'm not saying that some asp- aspects of that are bad, but when we're shoving it down our students' throats, it's a whole different animal. You know, we're dividing. Uh, we're dividing everything. Every aspect of this country has been divided. We're divided by race, wealth, religion, uh, you name it, we're being divided. I mean, while China is exponentially increasing their uh, military power, we're kind of taking steps backwards. I mean, starting with our kids, as I just talked about, um, you know, they're, they're taught that nationalism is bad, orange man bad, um, Republicans are bad, you can be any gender you want, uh, guns are bad, the Constitution's a fluid document, I can go on and on. I mean, China definitely has their, their, their hands um, in, in a lot of aspects of our nation. Um, you know, they're, they're infiltrated, our, they're in our government. Eric Swalwell, he can, he can tell you. Um, he dated a Chinese spy um, who they can't get back. She went to uh, China. Then you had Dianne Feinstein, another Democrat like Swalwell, uh, who had a Chinese spy uh, working for her as a chauffeur and other things uh, for over 20 years. China is in every aspect of our country. Our military, our government, our education system, our corporations, they're deeply embedded in our nation. And as far as I'm concerned, they are our biggest threat. I mean, I know Joe Biden, you know, he likes to call, you know, domestic terrorists, white extremism, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, all you really got to do is look at the, you know, you can go to the FBI's website and you can find the data. Uh, you can find out uh, who's committing the most crimes. So speaking of, I don't know if you guys heard, um, there's a young lady, 16-year-old. Her name is Lisbeth Medina uh, in Texas. Uh, she was murdered December 5th, and they arrested the individual uh, today. Uh, and it's an illegal. You know, I talked about Germany uh, and the West. In my last podcast, I talked about how this illegal immigration is, is, designed only to, is designed to do one thing, which is to destabilize the West. And it's working, which is another issue we have in regards to who is pushing all of this uh, illegal immigration. So we, again, we have China. It would not shock me if a massive amount of the funding is literally coming from China to push this, this mass immigration uh, of illegals into the West. Cause you destabilize. I mean, who's blocking China from, from doing what it wants to do the West America. Number one, America is by far the largest superpower right now. But if you're keeping score, things are retracting. We're losing our um, once coveted coveted uh, title of the world's biggest superpower. We're falling apart from the inside. We're crumbling. Our dollar is turning into shit. I don't know if you guys know, but in August, we had a uh, credit downgrade. Uh, I believe it's down to double A um, plus, I think. I, didn't, I know we had a credit downgrade. I don't know if it's, hey, whatever. It doesn't matter at this point. You know, and then we have BRICS. You know, that's Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, and South Africa. This group has been trying to uh, remove the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency um, and kind of use their own. And, it, and it's it's actually working. I believe there's 122 nations. I didn't look this up recently, but I think it's 122, 125 nations now that in, in some way, shape, or form are working with BRICS. This is, this is concerning on a lot of levels. A lot of people don't think so. You know, you got your economists. Oh, no, it's no. It, to me, it's concerning and it should be concerning to you too. What backs the U.S. dollar? Crickets? Nothing. 
just because people want it. That's scary. There's no gold standard. We lost the gold standard decades ago. Anyway, stay tuned. We're going to be looking at, uh, you're going to see a lot more moves uh, by China uh, soon. Uh, you're going to see a lot more issues here at home soon. Yeah, things aren't looking good. You know, we know the prices of everything have gone up. I, was, I read a little a, a blurb the other day where it went and had, they, they calculated when Macaulay Culkin went and purchased those groceries uh, for $19.83, um, they adjusted it for today and it would, for today's rates of inflation, and it was like $77 and some odd change. That's that's crazy. I think it was like a half gallon of milk, half gallon of orange juice, toothpaste, blah, blah. There's a few other things in there, but yeah, nowadays it's $77. Binomics, man. It's working. All right, so I mentioned I want to talk about this whole climate change, global warming, whatever the hell the left wants to call it. I read, I comprehend. If I don't understand something, I don't understand a word. I go back, I look it up, and I see what the word means, and then I can, oh, okay, gotcha. So this um, Ed Krasenstein on Twitter, or X rather, sorry, talks about climate change is not a con job. The climate is literally changing. That's genius. It is changing just not in the way he thinks it's changing. Um, he'll say something, he, he's talking about Trump uh, on the importance of the elections and uh, how he called climate change uh, as a con job. Well, it is uh, in the sense of how we're, it's being portrayed to us by uh, the leftists and the governments. So just let me tell you, I'm just going to explain to you what I posted. It's on there on X to read. So yeah, we're all told about you know climate change. And we got to go green and, and all this nonsense. I'm just going to tell you that trees and, and our greens, actual greens, is the Earth's climate control. Anyway, that's for a whole other, whole other time. Um, so what am I, I'm going to tell you right now, I just posted this not too long ago. And they're talking about how humans are impacting uh, climate change and, you know, the world's in trouble and et cetera, et cetera. So if the humans are the ones that are contributing to the CO2 increase and the global temperatures uh, increasing, what happened 120,000 years ago? A million years ago. How many humans were on, on the planet drive around in cars uh, back then? Not many, right? Uh, none. So anyway, so the globe, the earth, it goes through periods of cold and periods of warmth over millions of years, tens of thousands of years between cycles. It goes from ice ages to warmer periods, uh, and they're called interglacials. Um, and they go on 100,000-year cycles. Um, we're currently in an interglacial period. What that means is our, our climate gets warmer over thousands of years and we're ticking up higher and higher and higher. What they're doing, the, the, the government and the left, and they're using this, um, as their precursor to control. I mean, if you go on Twitter or on X, sorry, uh, and you type in climate change and you start, you start looking around there are a slew of people scared to death over this climate change. Remember, Obama said this when he was in office. You know, he was, oh, God, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be so bad. The, the coasts are going to be inundated. People have to move inland, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes and spends $15 million on a mansion on the coast in Martha's Vineyards, laughing all the way. So anyway, we are in, as I said, an interglacial period. So our temperature is going to keep going up decade over decade, century over century, and you're not going to stop it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. This is a natural occurrence. 
is that scary? I guess you're not going to be around long enough. Um, at least I won't be, my kids won't be, um, to see any kind of negative, real negative impacts on this. That's just my own perspective. But this stuff goes on for, for tens of thousands of years. The temperatures go up and then they go back down and it goes to the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a very cold time. So as, as the temps are still going up, nothing, nothing we do can change it. Okay. So as I posted short of completely destroying civilization by blocking the sun's warmth. Well, guess what? Guess what Joe Biden is now open to? Wait to hear this. If you want to literally destroy the earth, what the White House is studying is the way to do it. So this is an article um, from Politico. It says the White House offered measured support for the idea of studying how to block sunlight from hitting Earth's surface as a way to limit global warming. You heard me right. He wants to block the sun's rays from hitting Earth to limit global warming. Think about it. Think about the balance, um, how nature controls the timings of not only plants, the reproduction uh, cycles of, of animals, uh, all this stuff is based off of just slim degree changes. And now he's looking at the, the White House is looking at ways of manipulating how warm or how much heat rather the earth receives from the sun. This is literally a, a recipe to wipe out the globe as far as I'm concerned. The program is called the SRM, Solar Radiation Modification. It's apparently it's 44 pages. I'm not going to read it. Um, but they kind of say, well, there's no plans underway to establish a comprehensive research program focused on solar radiation modification, which means there's probably already a plan in place and they're probably already tweaking things and, and seeing how it's going to work because whatever the government says, do the opposite, right? Just remember, you're not going to stop climate change. It's a naturally occurring thing. No matter how many windmills you put out there, no matter how many solar farms you stick out, stick out there, it's not going to change anything. That's just my opinion. And, and to prove my point, I guess, uh, China, back to China, is doubling down on coal plants for energy. So why is it that America is taking our coal plants offline and trying to go all this, this green, uh, which doesn't produce nearly as much energy as a coal plant, and China is doubling down? I wonder what they know that we don't. I don't know. Maybe that the green energy thing really can't do what they're saying it can. We'll find out. And just a newsflash um, in regards to our border. So 28,145 Chinese citizens came to the U.S.-Mexico border during the 12 months ending in October 2023. Up from, get this, 2,502 in the 12 months ending in October 2022. So what are the chances that these are individuals looking um, for a better life? Or the fact that these are all military age males for the majority are military age males coming here, um, to do something other than assimilate. We're going to find out sooner than later. So this is episode two, grandma sarcasm. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm gonna start doing these once a week and then eventually probably twice a week. Um, and then maybe three because there's just so much stuff to talk about. Why not? Um, you can find me on Twitter or X at grandma sarcasm. You can catch me on email at uh, gram at grandmasarcasm.com. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And if you feel like it, you can buy me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash grandmasarcasm. Again, thank you for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week.